Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, this is Chatting with Nat. It's Natalie. It's Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. And today we have the honor of having Americana band Wild and Blue. California-bred Americana brand Wild and Blue is father-daughter duo Steve and April Bennett who take the time-honored tradition of family harmony into inspirational new territory. Rooted in vintage soul and R&B as much as country, the pair take great inspiration from the likes of Chris Christopherson, Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn, and Roger Miller. After 18 months of separation due to the global pandemic, the two have finally reunited to tour their debut album, Restless, released in January of 2021. Let's give April Bennett a round of applause. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much Hi, for having April. me. <laughs> How are you doing? I am great. We're just about to start the second uh, leg of our tour right now today. And uh, I've got my coffee and made a set list for our show tonight. And I'm really happy. <laughs> that is awesome. Congratulations. Now, thank uh, you. You're welcome. How have you been? Um, during this, uh, what I call the cray-cray of the craziest time, <laughs> you know, in the 21st century craziest time, besides, you know, all that election crap. Um, have you been Absolutely. a hand in this whole situation? It's just been crazy. You know, it's, it's been a really uh, definitely surreal <laughs> time yep. for us. Um, I... Uh, I uh, had been living uh, in my hometown of Santa Cruz, California, where, where my dad, Steve, also lives, um, mm. when when lockdown started um, right. and had been planning on moving to New York, where I live now. Um, and uh, we we had to put that move on hold for a while. We were finishing our, our debut album and, and actually released that in January of this year in the midst of everything. Right. Um, and uh, I got married in the last year. Wow. It's been, it's been a wild time for me personally, but also a really, uh, a really difficult time to, to be a musician and certainly, you know, not being able to, to be with not only my, my family, but my, my collaborators has been really, really tricky. Um, but, you know, we, we reunited uh, at the end of September um, just a couple of weeks ago, and it's been very emotional and very rewarding and being able to play with, with my dad in front of people that really are receptive to our music has been uh, a gift. Absolutely. <laughs> well, congratulations on the wedding, on the marriage. Thank um, that's you. Awesome. <laughs> you were able to do that during a pandemic. I know a lot of people um, that, that got married during the pandemic. So that's awesome. You know what? 
it's, 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 it'll be an anniversary. When you have your anniversary, it'll just be amazing because you'll be like, we made it through so much. You know what I mean? We were able yeah. to have a wedding and, and got through this, a crazy time in our lives. Now, this is a, a good, question. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say a good friend of ours said it, it'll be an incredible story to, to tell our children yeah. that even yeah. in the midst of all of that, our, our love persevered. <laughs> right. I love, see, that's a song right there. Our love persevered. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions I like to ask everybody is this, you know, obviously the pandemic had its pros and it has its cons, believe it or not. Uh, the cons, obviously, people died, people got sick, some people had to have limbs amputated, lingering effects, mm. all that. I mean, that's just the horrible side of things. But on the front mm. you know, people had the time to self-reflect. They had to, the time to really think about a lot of things. Now, one of the things that I saw, and I talk about this all the time because it's just crazy to me, is that I saw more families walking outside with their children and dogs than I've ever seen mm. in my entire life. Because why, you know, people locked down, don't have anything else to do. It's like, whoa, let's spend family time. Wow. And then I had colleagues that were like, yep, I, I pulled back on hours on work because I realized I wasn't spending enough time with family members. Then obviously mm-hmm. the animals were very happy. Pollution went down. Mother Nature was like, oh, we can breathe. We can jump. We can skip. Why? Because <laughs> in the street. Then you had mm-hmm. people that quit their jobs. I actually read two articles on people quitting their jobs because they want to do something that's more fulfilling. It's not just about, uh, you know, money for them. You know, we realized, yeah, yeah, life is short. Uh, Pandemic said it's even shorter than you thought. So um, people had a lot of time to think. Are, you know, some artists rebranded. Some artists said, I want to be more of an effective player. I want to make a difference in people's lives. So during this time, did you take time to self-reflect? Did you decide that you wanted to change anything? Did you Have you decided that you want to write different types of music? What did you think about? Yeah, that's a great question. I definitely, um, you know, I lost my job um, mm. immediately. I was working. I had, mm. a, I had a day job. I worked in, um, in the entertainment industry for my day job. And, you know, over the course of a week, we watched our calendar just empty and uh, at the end of that week uh, I lost my job so um, that ended up being you know it was it was very difficult in the moment but the thing that really um, really was incredible about that was not only did I have just people come out of the woodwork to Mm -hmm. support me um, which was so overwhelming and beautiful um, to to watch your community just manifest around you like that was just right. insane. And, and it made me feel so humble and grateful. Um, but it, it actually gave us as a band the opportunity to really think about where we wanted to go. We were able to um, bring on a, a manager who is, who is a dear friend of mine. Um, and we would not have been able to do that if, if we hadn't had that time to reflect and it really made me think about how I want to be spending my time, what kind of musician I want to be, and, um, and how I want to invest in myself as an artist. And um, so I've, um, I've decided that, that I want to do everything in my power to put all of my energy into, into that, into music. And 
um, and really focus on, on connecting with people in that way and, and giving right. myself the opportunity to be fulfilled by, by my art. Um, and I feel like I wouldn't have had the opportunity to really adjust my mindset if, if the world hadn't had to take that big break. <laughs> right. I know. It's just, it's, it's beyond, 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 beyond crazy. You know, sometimes I lay it down at night and I'm thinking I have to pinch myself because did we really live yeah. through that? Nine times out of 10, when we think about things like this, we think, um, of the 1940s, we think 1930s. We never think that something mm. like this possibly happened in the 21st century, but here we are, and it did happen. Now, yeah. <laughs> what about the music industry made you feel like, oh my gosh, music is me, I need to do this? Is it something that you saw, you heard? Is it just in your blood? What was it? Well, I would definitely say that it's, it's in my blood. Uh, I am, I'm a third generation musician. My, my father's parents were, were both musicians. My grandmother was a folk musician. My father's father was a jazz saxophonist. And um, my dad played his first gig when he was 15 years old um, and had been playing music during his, his whole childhood. Um, and I got up on stage with him for the first time when I was two and a half. <laughs> so yeah. I've really been... I've been in it. It's been a family affair right since the beginning. And even, um, even before I was speaking, I would sit and, and just sit at his feet while he played at home or in his guitar case and, uh, and, uh, and just take it all in. You know, it's funny because when I was younger, people would ask me, how oh, do you want to be a singer when you grow up? Do you want to be a musician? I'm like, I'm, all, I'm already those things. <laughs> so it's it. always... Yeah, it's always just been very a very vital part of who I am. It's kind of like kind of like breathing. But um, the the business part of it, you know, is is definitely challenging. And as a woman, yeah. it can be very hard to navigate. Yeah. Oof. Yep. Um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you feel me. You feel my pain. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. So uh. it's uh. But I feel like um, I feel like this is this is what I'm here to do. You know, right. I I have I have this uh, this incredible connection through my family to to this musical legacy and um, and just a deep passion for for sharing music and and not only music that we're making but the the music of the artists that influenced us with the world. I love that. I love that. Um, and how, what point in your music career did you decide to partner up with your father? You know, that happened very organically. We, um, we played throughout my childhood and, and my adolescence together. Um, I went away as an adult to school and, um, and lived in New York, lived in Pennsylvania, um, and then came home in my early twenties, uh, and uh, something had just changed in the dynamic. It wasn't it wasn't casual anymore. We were we were really connecting on a deeper level in terms of and and really thinking critically about the future of that project. So that would have been, uh, I guess, in in 2015 was when we really made that decision that this was going to be 
um, an equal partnership and, and its own project. Um, and so over the course of this last five or six years, we've been really working on, um, uh, we've played out a lot. We've, we've okay. been very fortunate to have, uh, to have regular access to live audiences and really work out who we are in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then bring all of that knowledge and all of that experience to this this first record um, that we were able to release together, um, and it's just been so cool to see that that journey and kind of come to this point and look forward to what we're going to be doing next. Awesome sauce. Now, how did you come up with this, the name the Wild and Blue? Wild and Blue. Uh, we. You know, my my dad was uh, my dad had his own band for multiple decades, Steve Bennett mm -hmm. and One Eyed Jack, and we we knew that that was not what this was. And right. uh, we'd started doing the John Anderson song Wild and Blue as as part of our material very um, very regularly, and thinking about names, and I was like, oh, Wild and Blue is kind of cool, and it sort of sort of has an energy that feels correct for, for what mm -hmm. we're doing here. So it just kind of stuck. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, important is it for you both to be extremely authentic um, in your music, in your performances, just in the music world? I would say that it is, of, authenticity is a vital part of what we do. Um, I feel very deeply emotionally connected the music that I play um, mm. it really doesn't work for me <laughs> if it's not right if it's not right there and I can connect to those stories I really think that um, my job as as an artist and a vocalist is to is to relate those stories truthfully to an audience and I cannot do that if I'm not 100% believing what I'm selling so right. I would say uh, if, if we can't be our authentic selves, there's, there's really no point. <laughs> what, and what's, there's no message behind what you have to say. And I think that that's, that's definitely something that, that has been uh, true in, in the kind of music that my dad writes, in the kinds of covers that we select for ourselves, mm -hmm. and in the way that we relate to our audience. Authenticity is, is kind of the magic ingredient. I love it, authenticity. Um, and what are the benefits of you working with a family member, and what are the challenges? Ooh, <laughs> you know, I I think the the really incredible thing about working with my dad is that he has the whole picture of my personal history and my growth. As an artist, he knows um, he knows the music that has shaped me and the things that the things that are important to me personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of our instruments, our voices, you know, I think family harmony is uh, is a pretty special and um, Kind of elusive thing. It's not. It's, right. it's not something you can manufacture. And um, so, in terms of our sound, I think our our family connection is incredibly important to that. Um, you know, working with family is tricky because you're business partners, and there's all the baggage of, 
of right? the personal relationships. So, um, you know, there are times when there are times when I I can feel a little like, hey, I'm I'm an adult. I'm I'm in charge too. <laughs> There's a little bit <laughs> of petulance there, but you know, I'm I'm very fortunate that you know my dad has always has always been, you know, my best bud. He he really. He really has, has understood me better than, than anybody else in my life. And, um, and I know at the end of the day that we're on the same team. So I really feel like we're, we're in a unique position to just take any challenges that we face head on and, and be able to overcome. Cool. Now, I'm going to play your song, Ain't Got Much Time, That's About. This is a song that my dad actually wrote uh, in the 70s, and uh, he, he put it down for quite a long time. And a couple of years ago, he said, you know, I wrote this song uh, when I was a young guy. I wrote it for this woman that I was in love with who was leaving, and, um, and I've been thinking about bringing it back. What do you think? And he, he played it for me, and I said, oh, well, you're not singing that anymore. I am. <laughs> so I just plucked that one up, um, but it's it's absolutely one of my very favorite songs to sing. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm glad we're playing it first. Let's go ahead and play it. Darling, we ain't got much time to let love slip away would be a crime. I can't help but Your 
through his commute. <laughs> I love that song. So, yeah, he so he he's had multiple songs where he's started them in bumper to bumper traffic and finished them in the parking lot outside of his work. Um, and that's I I love that. I love that you know those those really brilliant moments. Just they if when the muse descends, you're you're powerless. You've got to just get in there, <laughs> get it done. That is a smart use of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> That is brilliant. You know what? Next, uh, next time, and when am I in D- in DC or LA? Oh, LA is crazy. Um, I will oh. definitely start writing. No, that's a great use yep. of time. Uh, my place, my place is not crazy, but a lot of people get inspired in the shower. That's where I get mostly inspired. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, oh, once yeah. I get out of the shower, it just goes out the door. But <laughs> I try to repeat, 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 repeat. But then I'm getting older, and nothing's staying in the head. So um, <laughs> I was telling people how I was going to create this gadget. It's going to be waterproof. You put it in the shower, soundproof in the sense that you won't hear the shower when you're recording. And this, this young lady that I um, interviewed on my podcast was, you know, my husband gave me a gift. She's like, there's a pad that you can put in the shower. I'm like, what? Where has this beautiful Oh, my thing? gosh. Yes. So I bought it on Amazon. I looked for It's called like a shower pad, and it, it's waterproof oh. is a pencil and you can write can you imagine we're actually writing <laughs> so i'm putting that in the shower and i'm gonna start writing until you know i can get my my gadget off the ground so i absolutely <laughs> love that um you know and i like your idea though i think i yes! think some kind of voice waterproof voice memo kind of yes! device is we need that we need that as shower writers <laughs> I mean, I've come up with trying to, um, you know, bring the cell phone in and then all that. No, it doesn't work for me. I'm like, <laughs> I need something in the shower. And somebody told me yeah. that the reason, you know, people come up with the best songs in there is something because you're, you're relaxed. Um, you're mm-hmm. by yourself. You may not be by yourself. I don't know. Um, but you're relaxed <laughs> and you're just like, the water is so soothing, and so you can come up with the best melodies because you're just, you're just not worried about anything. You're just singing along. I sing all the time when I'm in the shower. Um, I do that. too. I'm also a I'm also a, a dancer, and sometimes I come up with choreography in the shower. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. Oh, that is that is so fun. Um, what do you love most about being an artist? I think that there is something uh, totally magical about mm. um, the kind of connection that I I get to enjoy with other people, um, whether it's other musicians when when we're arranging or recording a song, mm. or um, y- you know I've. Like I said, we've we've had the the great fortune of being able to uh, develop a lot of our material in front of a live audience. Right. And someone, a stranger, coming up to you and sharing, you know, something personal from their life that they connected with through your music. Mm-hmm. I I am constantly blown away by that. Um, and you know, certainly 
coming back after a year and a half and, and having those moments, having right. people tell me um, about what their experience of this time has been like and how, how the music that we're playing is, is helping them to process that and right. feel that, I, what a gift. I, I can't imagine anything better. I completely, completely, utterly agree. You know, um, mm. sometimes I sit down, oh, I don't know if I want to do this music thing anymore. It's yeah. giving me a headache, this, that, and the other. And then I'll get an email or a call from somebody that says, oh, my gosh, your song really helped me during a time. Or I really like your music, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll say, okay, universe. I got yeah. it. I understand. I got it. All right, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> I gotta do this thing. I gotta do this thing. So I'll keep doing it. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that. You know, uh, before the pandemic, I was thinking about you know, being, I want to be a, an effective player. I want my music to make a difference. Obviously, as artists, we want to make money. It's great to chart. It's great to win awards and stuff like that. But I think the award for me is looking at the body of work that we create and what difference Absolutely. it makes in other people's lives. So kudos to you uh, for wanting to do that. Now I'm going to play world all our own. Tell us what that is about. This is another one. I just sniped from my dad. <laughs> um, this is a more, a more recent song that he wrote, but I just, for me, it really conjured a lot of the, a lot of the artists, that that I connected with as as a young person, um, like Ella Fitzgerald and Etta James mm-hmm. and um, Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, just in terms of that really powerful, um, urgent ballad, something right. that something that feels intimate but still has all of that energy. Um, and actually, this song. Um, we we thought a lot about the order uh, that we mm-hmm. wanted to to place the songs in on the album, and um, I fought very hard to have the first song that we played, Ain't Got Much Time, be the first thing you heard on the album, and this song okay. will be the very last thing that you hear. I like it. All right, let's play it. Here we go.
Oh my God, these are two of my favorites too. I mean, wow. I mean, very, you know, very. I mean, both songs to me are very sexy. Mhm. Very, very, very moving. Very gets you in the mood. I don't know. It's just the songs are just <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, and and, and it, you know, the the lyrics are great, but I'm telling you, it's the vocals. It's you 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 do it well. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Thank you. Um, what artist would you love to perform with, dead or alive? Obviously, if they're dead, you can't. Yeah, well, you know, um, in terms of contemporary artists, uh, mm. I think Chris Stapleton is right. <laughs> incredible. Like, I just think, uh, in terms of, I I just totally get what he is doing Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing um another artist who another um artist that I like daydream about singing with is Kirby who's oh my god her her stuff is just so amazing her voice is so incredible her writing is phenomenal I I adore everything that she does um in terms of people that and and I mean Dolly Parton since I was about five years old. So I think if I could, you know, stop myself from crying uncontrollably, I'd love to be able to work with her. Um, You're like, I love you but, and I want to see, but I don't know if I can get <laughs> I love you so much. Um, but uh, in, in terms of artists, you know, that have, that have passed that, that I feel a huge connection to, I would say um, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, um, Patsy Cline, um, I, you know, I, I feel very fortunate that I was, I sort of, uh, I had a very eclectic musical upbringing, a lot of right. classical, a lot of classic country, a lot of vintage soul, um, jazz, just really, um, you know, and I think that it all, it all has, has sort of, um, found it, rooted itself in, in my approach to music. So, but those are just kind of a handful of the people I think about sometimes. <laughs> so it'd be neat to, Your list to get is awesome. Your list is great. Now, what are three things <laughs> you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think um, that's, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I think that one thing, uh, one thing that I think, that everyone should everyone should be prepared for, especially coming in as an independent artist, mm-hmm. is that um, you really have to be your own advocate. Amen. You have to believe 100% in what you're there to do. You have to have clarity around your vision and what you want to, what you want to say to people, um, mm-hmm. and um, and you really have to be prepared to to let everybody know exactly why they need to be listening to you. Um, I think having, having that strength of vision and that, that self-reliance is only going to serve you. And I think if you get too worried about, Oh, am I, am I bothering people? Am I bugging people? You've got to, you've got to just be merciless. They'll tell you if they don't want to hear from you. (laughs) Um, So I think, I think that one is, is really important. I think um, 
I think that the other thing is that you have to love it. You, if you are not 100% in love with the work and with bringing people what it is that you're making, then it's, it's not going to work. You have Man. to, you have to be in love at all times with, Preach. with this process. Um, and then third, I think just be really mindful of the people that you ally yourself with mm. and who you invite into your circle. Make sure that the people that, uh, that you are surrounding yourself with will be honest with you um, yeah. and will work in service of what you're there to do. Even if they don't always agree with you, that's okay. As long as you're there for the same reason, that you believe in creating the best possible product um, to, to bring to people. I think that's really, that's really vital. I mean, I agree with you 100%. I always tell people, if you don't love the stuff that you're putting out, don't put it out. You, whatever yeah. your, your, your energy is going to go out into um, everything that you create. And so if you want love back, you got to put love into it. And that, you know, you have to remember that it's subjective. Not everybody's going to love what exactly. you do. Exactly. Exactly. You know? But you have to love it. And if you love it, then you can defend it. And I think that that's, that's absolutely uh, non-negotiable. You, you have to be, you have to be willing to put your heart into it and, and, and stand behind it. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought that subject up because I was, uh, was talking to a friend of mine, you know, cause we always have music is obviously a lot of work. We, we have to, um, whew, be on so many platforms, social media platforms, videos, mm. this, that, and the other. And, <laughs> you know, it, people just don't get it. They just under, understand it's a lot of work. Yeah. And there's like different platforms where we have to submit our music and stuff like that. And I, I'm starting to understand that people, some people in the music industry don't get music anymore. And, and that music has mm. evolved. Like I posted some music on a specific platform and place where you can try to get playlists and all that, or get on blogs and all this other crap. And, right. and so what, what dawned on me is that People are always assuming that you're creating music to chart or be on Billboard or win awards. Because mm. a lot of, and, and music is subjective. Don't get me wrong, but you know there should be like a genre called social impact message because that's what I do. I, I do mm. a lot of message songs, and people just don't get that genre. They just don't get it. They're like, well, you no. could have done, done this. And, and the thing with the music industry, they're always telling you, you know, when you're submitting your stuff to anywhere, oh, we don't want you to sound like this. We want you to be different because we all have too much of this. And then when you sound different, they're like, well, that's not really doesn't fit. So what, what is it that you want? My bottom line is I'm going to create the music that I want. Obviously, if I'm doing something for sync or something, they want it a specific way. I'm going to do it that way. Sure. But I'm tired. I am so tired of... Um, I'm so tired of different places that don't, just don't get it. Sometimes you're mm. creating music to make a difference in somebody else's life. It's not about yeah. singing a riff or doing that. And everybody has a different way of singing. 
I'm not trying to sound like anybody else. I'm just not. That'll and, never happen. You know, I am. And mean, I feel the same way. You know. And um, I, yeah, absolutely. You have to. You have to be authentic. Well, it's like we were talking about. Authenticity is vital to this work. You cannot. The second that you start trying to homogenize what you're doing or try to change, change your approach to make it more palatable to more people, right. your heart goes out of it. Because it, now it's all intellectual and analytical. And if you, can, if you can reconnect to the things that are vital about the message that you want to bring and mm-hmm. the music you want to create, you will find your audience. I believe that with my whole heart. Amen to that. You, you you understand it. You you get it. Um, it's just, it's just baffling to me how a lot of people just don't get that aspect that you can create music. Yeah. Uh, to, to, I mean, obviously it's great to chart and all that stuff, but yeah, it's about making a difference. People, you know, artists actually care. Hello about um yes. you got it you got it now last thing is what is one thing like an affirmation or a message to push you yourself throughout the day mm. hmm. i think that i think that when i start to um when i start to doubt uh, well, I think I start to doubt myself in terms of, you know, uh, do, are people receiving what I'm saying? Do um, do people are people connecting with what I'm trying to put out there? And when I get in my head about that, the thing that right. I I try to remind myself is, um, I try to to reconnect to that that urgency, that place of, right. I, I, my point of view is valid and there's, an, mm-hmm. there is an audience for it. And I love the music that I'm making. Amen. And, um, and if I love it, I think, I think that people will receive it in that spirit. So Amen. I think, I think that that's what I really try to ground back into when I start to feel when I start to wonder if it's worth it. <laughs> Amen. I love it. You and I are like uh, like school sisters because I'm the same way. I'm like, Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, amen, because I'm all about that. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do me. You're either going to love it. You're going to like it. You're going to hate it. It doesn't matter. I'm, pre- I'm creating. And it's I, okay. And it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't tell somebody that draws or paints or whatever well they should have done this they should have put a splash of whatever it's the same with music we are artists we create we have our campus is blank and we decide what to put in it and one of the things you know I do country music as well and and most recently Mm. I learned you know they love to rhyme everything (laughs) has to rhyme and I'm like and I'm like why isn't the whole point to tell a story Mhm. And I'm like, mm. I said, yeah, I rhyme sometimes, but sometimes I'm like, no, screw this. I'm gonna, I just need to write it myself. Like, you know, I just released a, 
a holiday single, and I was trying to do verse, verse, chorus, verse, verse, Brit, and I'm like, why am I trying to do this? This is not what I want to do. And I, I wrote it a little right. ditty, um, and it's a very non-conventional uh, holiday song about, you know, and it's, it's framed around the pandemic, and, you know, mm. it, it talks about this real, you know, we've lived in fear for so a while here, but now I'm, I'm, it's called the little things. I'm grateful for the little things because you, in during mm. the pandemic, you realize that um, it's a touch of a hand, um, a smile, yeah. the little things that are, that you realize were so important before this COVID-19 hit. And so absolutely, it's non-traditional. And I, I, I like to create it that way. I mean, cause I'm tired. I love conventional holiday music, but come on now, we need to evolve in our music and, have something different so people can say, whoa, that's different. I didn't understand that. I, what, what is that concept? You know what I mean? And celebrate those things that we really are learning to value now. I think that that is, I think that's a really beautiful way to recenter the way we think about the holiday season and about exactly. uh, is, is focusing on those, on those things that actually make it feel special. Um, and and I think it is those little things. I think that's a, a beautiful message for, for a song in that genre. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you. Well, April, it's <laughs> awesome to have you on Chatting with Nat. You are my new soul sister. Um, you get oh. me. I get you. You are. You have an amazing voice. Obviously, you you and your father are great songwriters i love the songs that you you gave me i'm gonna have to put them on a playlist somewhere um, um oh, thank yeah. you so much your music your music has to be in film i mean it's just <laughs> i mean you are yeah you know grand old opry i don't know that you gotta be in one of those in the highest stages because i mean i i thank tell you, you i got goosebumps listening that you're awesome Thank you so much, Natalie. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've had so much fun talking with you today. Thank you. All right, everybody. This is Chatting with Nat with Americana Band Wild and Blue. It's April Bennett. And you can find her at www.wildandblueband.com. She's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify. Or do like I do. Just Google. I'm getting a T-shirt that says Google me. <laughs> We're just on too many platforms. <laughs> I have to repeat all that stuff or just have a list on the back of the t-shirt because this is just crazy. Um, she's amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. You know, go find them and you will be drawn in just like me. You'll just, you'll have goosebumps. Until next time on Chatting with Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.